The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ladies and gentlemen, coast to coast and worldwide, this is Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. Big Newt, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and happy Bills in first place Eve. Merry freaking Christmas. Forget everything else. Forget all the wonderful food I ate. Forget all the wonderful weather I had down in Florida. The Lord blessed me with Isaiah freaking McKenzie. Out of the (laughs) doghouse. Just like I said in the preseason, I'm taking my wide receiver room over anybody else's where the sixth, seventh dude who was inactive most of the weeks during the season comes out and gives me 11 catches. 125 yards and a touchdown. We couldn't have did without a man. Oh, my God. The man had a coming out party, did he not? Yes, he did, man. And it was a wonderful thing to see, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm still hyped, man. I done drove over 2,000 miles, and I'm still stoked for it, man. Yeah, so tell us about your driving your driving adventures over the past two days, because this is noteworthy. People need to actually know what you have pulled off in the last two days. Well, what you just showing is how little Buffalo rumblings pay us. And so instead of flying (laughs) first class and drinking mimosas with, you know, the rich and famous, you know, I'm slumming it in the minivan, driving up and down uh, I-95. But uh, yeah, we started the holiday last weekend, just real quick. Uh, we went down to Florida to see my in-laws. Um, we stopped in Tallahassee where uh, my wife and I used to work. And we basically did an unofficial visit with Simone. So they, she got to go to the Virginia Tech-Florida State game. They showed her around, talked to her, took all the pictures and stuff. So we did a visit at Florida State for Simone. And uh, then we drove down to Tampa and spent a week down there with the in-laws, ate good. And uh, we came back yesterday from – Tampa. I drove the family back to Richmond. I drove the first six hours and my wife took the wheel once the Buffalo game came on. So I sat in the passenger seat, reclined and watched it on my phone. Um, and then I, uh, unpacked last night. We got back to Richmond about seven 30. I unpacked 
and then uh, woke up this morning and drove to St. Louis. And so now I'm in St. Louis, and I was out in Ray's Boom Boom Room, about to have a, a Crown Apple and Coke. But I was like, nope, let me do this sober before I start getting in on it. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how many hours did you drive yesterday? I drove 12 and a half. Well, I drove six, and my wife drove six yesterday. But, but you were on the road overall for 12 hours yesterday. 12 hours yesterday, yep. And then it was 12 and a half today. To get to St. Louis. And so most of you all thinking, well, why you didn't just go from Tampa and go to St. Louis and then go back to Richmond? Well, Simone had basketball practice at 8 o'clock this morning that she had to be at. So I dropped my family off of Richmond, and then I came to St. Louis to see my family by myself this time. You're committed, buddy. I am, man. Anything for family, man. So in Ray's boom, boom room, hanging out. I'm a little hot right now. I've been here maybe two hours now. And they keep their temperature at 78 degrees. And my house oh my is 70 God. degrees. So I'm sweating already. But things you do for your family, right? 78 is brutal. It is brutal here, dude. But, you know, they're Ooh. older. They like it warm. So I'm going to be yeah, sweating okay. like a pig the next few days. But <laughs> I'm going <gonna just laughs> to make sure you hydrate. Window. Right. And I'm going to just open. I'm going to just crack the window. That's all I'm going to do. So, well. Anyway, let's go back to talking about your boy Isaiah McKenzie because the Patriots couldn't guard him. They couldn't cover him when it came to man-to-man. He was open it seemingly all day. And this is a guy who really needed to step it up because it looked like he was in the doghouse. He was probably not going to get any more playing time. But because of the injuries and because of COVID and all the other things that sort of fell into place for him, Isaiah McKenzie ends up on the field, and he was the X factor against the Patriots. Yes, we know that Josh Allen was dominant, but without Isaiah McKenzie, would they have put up over 30 points? No. No, I don't think so. And once again, man, the formations that Brian Dable came out with, the way we used the personnel, it was brilliant. I have very little complaints about yesterday, uh, yesterday watching the game. Um, and once again, man, it just shows the roster that Brandon Bean built where, once again, our fourth or fifth receiver, maybe sixth receiver, Isaiah McKenzie mm-hmm. can still come out and have that kind of day, man. It is incredible, man. And it, just the threat of him being um, on the field, the jet sweeps, the, the – the uh his speed and how dynamic he is. And once again, we talk about it all the time, and I'm gonna keep beating the drum. COVID is gonna affect everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we were stricken with COVID. God bless. We got Deion Dawkins back. Remember, I text you Sunday morning, like, oh, we got Deion Dawkins. You know what I'm saying? So um, how people handle this COVID situation is gonna be, be a big storyline. It has been. And um, we came through, and that just shows how solid our roster is. And one player that may go under the radar, but I think definitely needs recognition, is Ryan Bates, a guy who we have not seen much of in his past couple of seasons on the Buffalo Bills. He's been considered valuable depth because he can play any position on the line, but we haven't seen him when the bullets are flying. That offensive line was very good in pass protection yesterday. They was, and even in the run game, you uh, so wonderfully uh, tweeted out 
the uh, Deion Dawkins play where he pancaked a couple of people <laughs> in one play. So if you haven't seen that, go check out Jamie D's uh, Twitter page, man. And that, and I remember that, man. That's incredible. But yes, man, kudos, big ups, everything, shout outs to um, our offensive line, man. They played wonderfully. They gave Josh Allen all day and a half to throw. Um, it was half our line and also half of uh, bad coaching, I think, on Bill Belichick because a lot of times they were running only three, maybe four people. They were mm-hmm. dropping, uh, what's the name, back in coverage, which I didn't understand. Um, but, I mean, we took care of it, man. So kudos uh, to the Bills in the offensive line, man. They played wonderfully, masterful were you, play. Were you referring to Matt Judon? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, dropping into coverage, being a dominant pass rusher. I'm not sure why you would drop that guy into coverage. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't get it, man. I, sometimes people try to be, you know, smarter than what they really are, man. I mean, but we took advantage of it. Um, I like the play calling. I like, mm-hmm. and once again, Josh Allen, I'm going to give the same energy, man. And I, I know this might not be the time of it, but I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. He missed a couple of open throws. Mm-hmm. All right. But, I mean, overall, A, performance. Um, he showed a lot of heart. Um, Brian Dable, a performance also, except for the fourth down. I was so scared when we bootlegged. If jo- mm. Josh Allen wasn't as excellent as he was, that easily could have got blown up in the backfield. But um, I forget who it was, missed him in the backfield, and it wound up being a good game on that fourth and one on a crucial play. Oh, that was a combination of, uh, well, it was J.C. Jackson that ended up tackling his own player on that one. Right, right. And you were right about Josh Allen. Early on in the game, he seemed to be overthrowing the ball a lot. So I'm thinking he came out really hyped up, and he got better as the game went on because I think he was able to settle in and get into the flow of things. And he wasn't it probably wasn't playing on adrenaline the way he was earlier in the game. And that's when he started seeing those touch passes becoming far more accurate. And that was exactly right. what they needed out of him. And the other thing was they let him run a little bit. Do you think he actually plays better when he's running the ball, getting hit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we need him to be a part of the running game. It's just, once again, we don't want him to get hurt, but right. man, we're, when he runs the ball and he gives us that dynamic, we're a whole different team, man. Um, but we just don't want to put him in harm's way. You know, once again, he's a very physical style runner. He runs over guys. He hurdle guys. Dude got a lot of moxie, got a lot of heart, man. And we need that attitude, but we just don't want to put our quarter, franchise quarterback in harm's way. And we talk about it all the time. Yes. Um Another aspect of the game that I wanted to talk about, and you touched on it when you brought up Diane Brable, Brian Dable, <laughs> and that is the coaching. In particular, the Bills' decision to go for it on fourth down four times over the course of the game. That is incredibly aggressive. That is playing to win and proving to your players that you trust them to make a play when they need to. That was a ballsy game by Sean McDermott, was it not? 
Yeah, he was very aggressive. You listen to the, uh, his post game, and he talked about it. You know what was different this time, and he just felt like. And I agree with him, man. I don't think that was Coach Cog. I think I agree with him that sometimes throughout the year, us as fans get mad, like fourth and two. Why you don't go for it? Why you playing? Oh, you're a wuss. No, sometimes we're not moving the ball, and sometimes he got to save us from ourselves. So I know mm-hmm. us as fans want it. But you saw the way we were moving the ball up and down the field and the way Josh Allen was playing, you felt good about us going for fourth down. So I totally agree with it. And it makes mm-hmm. for a better game. When you don't mm-hmm. see punts and going for big fourth downs and moving the chains, it made it more entertaining. Um, we were three for four, I think, on fourth down. And mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots was five for six, right? So third downs, six for 12, one for 10 for the Patriots. So it makes for a more entertaining game, I think. I think it was a great game. Absolutely. And I think by the Bills going for it on fourth down, and the announcers mentioned this, that they seem to be forcing the hand of the Patriots to go for it on plays on fourth downs where I don't think normally they would have. But in that sense, it seemed as though, well, Buffalo has not been good defending fourth down plays this entire season, but it really looked like the Bills had the game controlled by their offense. And New England knew that if they were going to keep pace, they could not take their offense off the field. They had to keep the Bills defense out there and really hope for the best. And we saw over the course of the game that, the best from the Patriots does not show up when they're behind. We saw it last week when they lost, and again this week because Mac Jones, for as good as he has been this year, is not yet a quarterback who can bring a team back from a deficit. Would you agree? I would totally 100% agree. And now I feel like that was the game plan and the thought process throughout the whole week. You listen to the national pundits, they said it. We jump up on them. They, they don't think that uh, Matt Jones would be a Matt Jones was somebody who could bring them back. I mean, they rely on a run, they rely on physicality. But once you get down double digits, you got to put the ball in the air. Matt Jones, I don't feel like was that efficient for, for 32, 145 yards and two picks. So, um, once again, it, it showed. The rickiness in his game showed. So, I totally agree with you. I mean, it played out just like we would have scripted it. He seemed to have a hard time in the second half when it came to pushing the ball down the field. He made some bad throws. He missed open receivers. And that may have been a different game if he was hitting those throws. You know, later in the day, I was watching the Cowboys and watching Dak Prescott not miss a single open receiver. And I thought, oh my God, if he was playing for the Patriots, I'm not sure the Bills would have won. But hey, you know what? Good news. Dak Prescott doesn't play for the Patriots. If ifs and buts was candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. That's what they all say. So <laughs> I totally agree with you, man. But yeah, Mac Jones, he, he couldn't get it done. And once again, Josh Allen was masterful. Absolutely. So... Let's talk about the emotional end of this game. And I want to start it by saying this. I am very rarely nervous leading up to or during a Bills game. I sort of take it as it comes. Last Mm -hmm. season was the exception. I was 
putting all kinds of body English into every single play. But so far this season, I've been pretty zen during the games. I mean, you watch games with me. You're actually surprised a lot of the times by the fact that I'm not getting more twisted up in knots. I agree. But yesterday, oh my God, I was on the edge of my seat. I, I was breaking into a cold sweat. My, my palms were sweating. I was getting cotton mouth. I was so emotionally invested in that game. I wanted the Bills to win that game so badly. Because like we talked about, if the Bills lost to the Patriots, that means they weren't going to win the division and their chances of winning enough tiebreakers to get into the playoffs, it was less than a given. Right. How are you feeling? Were you nervous too? Oh, I was nervous. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, both of us picked it last week on our pod that we felt like we were going to win. But once again, I mean, the billsy things happen. And once again, man, being without T. White, being without uh, Mm -hmm. Cole Beasley, being without, you know. Gabriel Davis. Yep, Gabriel Davis. And then, I mean, yeah, I was nervous, you know. And, and, And once again, I hate to put it all on Josh Allen, but we needed this type of performance. Look at, I don't know if you watched the Cleveland game Saturday night and you saw Baker Mayfield, right? He threw three interceptions. And then the last drive, it was the go-ahead drive. All he needed was to drive down the field and kick a field goal. He still would have won. And what does he do? He throws his fourth interception. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you could play a bad game and still be in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we could do that. Like, we need Josh Allen to be what he is, and he did it. Like I said, he missed a couple of open throws, all right? But – I mean, his running and then his passing efficiency was wonderful, man. Three touchdowns. If we if we get this before, man, if you think about the last 10 quarters of our play, it has mm-hmm. been Super Bowl contention. Like mm-hmm. if we've been if we play the last, like we've been playing the last 10 quarters since the te- second half of Tampa Bay, we'll be anybody. And so that's what makes me excited. But um we know that New England is a good team. They're a winning record team. Um, they're well coached, but to go in their place and beat them by double digits, man, I tell you, I, is this not the best win of the season? It is. It is. It's the most <laughs> meaningful win from a standings and statistical standpoint when it comes to getting into the playoffs, but also outside of the Chiefs, who were not playing well when the Bills played them. Right. Who have we the Bills the beat? Right What's that? We caught them at the right time. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, caught them at the right time. Who have the Bills beaten that has not had a backup quarterback or a rookie on the field? Well, Mac Jones is a rookie, but he doesn't necessarily play like it. The Bills have not necessarily beat a fully equipped team this season, but the Patriots are one of the best defenses in the league, one of the most efficient offenses in the league. This is a really good win. I agree with you, So it leads me to a question. Okay. What does this win mean for the rest of the season and the playoff implications to you? This to me is the biggest win. It's 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 only between Kansas City and this game. Yeah. All right. So, and I would say this game because we're fighting for the division title, which is very important to our goals. Right. Also, I we won thirty eight to twenty against the Chiefs. 
week five. I don't know if that would be the result if we played them tomorrow. I don't know. All right. But in the uh, must win situation for meet our goals, we took care of business in New England. Okay. Yep. But if you look at the totality of the season, I believe we're double digit favorites against the Falcons Sunday. We can't mm-hmm. let a reeling Atlanta Falcons team who's playing for nothing, who's probably halfway, mine is halfway in Cancun, we can't falter against them. We got to take care of biz. And then the Jets, come on, man. You just got to, they're scrubs. You just got to take <laughs> care of them. So this puts us in a driver's seat. And once again, if we can move up to the three seed, yeah, we wanted the one seed. But if, I was thinking about, um, when we did our predictions, all right, I said that we were going to be 12 and 5. No, you said 12 and 5. I said 13 and 4. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll be closer if we finish 11 and 11 and 6. Okay, and win the AFC East. So our goals are still kind of be there. And once again, y'all, Tampa Bay, I can't say it enough. I'm going to keep saying this every week. Tampa Bay was just like us. They went on a run, man, and it's possible. And we've been talking about even when we were losing, even when we had bad losses and we was pissed off on her, when we lost against the Bucs, we lost against the Patriots, they ran it down our throat. Um, And also the Colts ran it down our throats. I mean, we said it. We could still go on a run. And Mm -hmm. I just think if we play like this, we could do it. So I'm hopeful. I was scared yesterday because I am a Bills fan. Um, There was a couple of plays (laughs) that worried me there. Um, But, yeah, just – but it felt so good. The last drive, we had to eat that – set. I believe it was like seven minutes still on the clock. We had to eat that clock and chew the clock up, dry it out of the field, and we still scored to put the ball – put the ball game out of hand. That Mm -hmm. felt wonderful, man. That felt great. To me, what the New England game showed is the Bills are now a team going on a run. You talked about that. Tampa from last year. The Tampa game this year, the second half, the Bills finally turned the corner. This is a team making a run. And it began 10 quarters ago. And here they go. It's happening at the right time. Yes, they are missing some very important components. Trey White, in particular. However, since Trey White has been out, Levi Wallace has had the third lowest completion percentage against him when playing man-to-man. I didn't see that coming from Levi Wallace, but he's stepping it up. It's the next man concept and mentality that you have to have. Dane Jackson is out there making mistakes. You see it. And that will be exploited by the really good teams. However, everybody is shorthanded by this point in the season. Everybody has their bumps and bruises. They're injured players, people missing games with COVID. Nobody is going to be playing with a full deck. So it's all about how do you compensate for that? The Bills are compensating for that with scheme, with desire. And this is a team that came into the season expecting to compete for the Super Bowl, they are now setting themselves up for that. Look out for this team going into the playoffs. I have higher confidence in them now than I have at any point during the season. Am I smoking crack? No. No. You Hey, you just speaking with your eyes. See, man, ain't nothing wrong with it. If they were playing bad, I would be the first one to tell you they're playing bad. But, man, if we if we play like we played this last 
two games, two and a half games, we can be anybody. I'm with you. Mm. So, no, I don't think you're smoking crack rocks, man. You ain't going, you're not going off that uh, holiday eggnog either. No, that's good. But during the game, I needed some Xanax to settle myself down. Really? Xanax, I hear, is rich people weed. (laughs) Just helps you settle down a little. What do you think about the Falcons game? I think that the Falcons are going in, what are they, seven and eight? Seven and eight. Seven and eight. But they're five and three on the road. They got a winning record on the road. That's an average team who you have to look out for. So if the Bills go into this game a little too hyped up over their previous win, because we could see after that game the Bills were feeling damn good about themselves, this game could be a letdown if they allow it to be. Because the Falcons are good enough that they can win. They can play a good game. They could steal one here. But that's not where I see the Bills going right now. They have they have this team of destiny feel about them over the past two weeks. Let's talk about their seven wins so far. Yes. They beat the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Saints, the Jags, and the Panthers, and the Lions. Yes. Oh my and we're talking about the Falcons here. Oh, my goodness gracious. And they got to come to Buffalo. Now, you're up in Rochester, right? Mm-hmm. What's the weather supposed to be like for Sunday? It's going to be warm. It's going to be like in the 50s. Dang. I know. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> That's a Star Trek reference. Um, I was hoping it'll be cold and bustery. Maybe like that first Patriots game, Wendy, you know, they're a dome team. Um, They do have talent. We can't take them for granted. Hopefully we can stay focused uh, on the task at hand. But, yeah, they can be formidable, but they haven't beat a winning team all year. So, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, It was the wrong report. It's going to be around 40 degrees with snow. Wonderful. That's what I want to hear. Precipitation. That's what I want to hear, man. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to talk about um, last week, the Pro Bowl selections came out. We didn't get a chance to talk about that because we recorded on Tuesday and it came out Wednesday night, I think. Mm-hmm. Deion Dawkins and Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That is a daggum uh, travesty. Is it? How can you have a top five defense? We were number one in defense most of the year and not have one defender on that all-pro team. I mean, on the Pro Bowl team. Tell me Mm -hmm. how. Explain it to me. You're smarter than me. Your school is better than mine. Explain that to me. Okay, first of all, you have a master's degree, and I'm a college dropout. You're smarter than I. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, okay, the Bills are good. They're, the players are better than they're getting credit for, but you know, a lot of these guys get bonuses for making Pro Bowls, things like that. And the more recognition you get league-wide, the more expensive you are as a player. From a very selfish standpoint, I far prefer 
my Buffalo Bills not getting that recognition because they're going to cost less to keep in Buffalo. Wow, that is that is a hot take if I've ever heard of a hot take. It's really pretty, um, pretty shitty of me to say, isn't it? Micah High and Jordan Poirier not being pro bowlers is a tragedy. Yes. It's a tragedy. They're the best safety tandem duo in the league. I can't name a better one in the AFC. Them not making it horrible. Now, Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds are first alternates. Dawson Knox and uh, Tyler Manikavich are second uh, alternates. Jordan Poirier and Reed Ferguson, a third alternate. Micah Hyde is a fourth alternate. Mitch Morris and Tyler Bass are fifth alternates. And Jordan Poirier is nowhere to be found, despite probably being the best safety in the NFL this season. He's a third alternate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, it doesn't really matter to me because we're going to be playing in the Super Bowl, so we're not going to have time for all that <laughs> stuff anyway. So maybe that's the that's why I would like to think the reason why we didn't have more bills on it. But I I don't like that. I just give them that just do, man. We're uh, it's just so. Is it something you would lose sleep over though? I mean, no. If we make it to the Super Bowl, I will care less. But if we get ousted in the first round, yes, I want Pro Bowl players and all Pro players. Yes. So yeah. why? For one, I'm a Madden player. So if you have Pro Bowlers uh, and <laughs> if you have Pro Bowlers and all Pro players, then your Madden team will be better. But also, you want to see your players, your guys, get the recognition they deserve, man. I mean, that's mm. part of it too. I mean, from a practicality standpoint, I understand. The more honest you get, the more it's going to be hard. Uh, the harder it is to retain said players. I get that point of it, but no, man, it's just a fan of the team. You want to see your guys get recognition. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I look at it. I, I mean, at, from a purely fan standpoint, you want to root for your players, no matter what they're competing in, and we can say that that they're competing in a popularity contest there. Yeah. I really don't care. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know, man. I guess I got more time on my hands. I care about trivial things like that. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I admit that's fair. I mean, I'm not looking down upon you for it or anybody else who's into it. Don't you judge me. Dude. How was your Christmas, man? Oh, it was very good. Spending time with the family is always great. It was very relaxing. I'm going to have to be driving back to D.C. tomorrow from Rochester. That's about like a seven, seven and a half hour drive. Six and a half if you're really hustling. And I, uh, yeah, it, I just, I've gotten to a point where I really enjoy giving gifts to people. Good, man. I'm glad you got in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Um, I didn't get you anything, though. I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. But I did see that uh, your in-laws gave you that Buffalo Bills bid. <laughs> yeah, to, man, I need to tweet that out, wing man. sauce on yourself. Yes, man, yes. You know, us fat people, man, we eat wings, man, sauce and everything flying everywhere. 
So my wonderful mother-in-law, Barbara Borden, she made me a Buffalo bib. I mean, a Buffalo Bills bib. I mean, she called it a shirt, you know, a, a shirt <laughs> cover, but it's really a bib. But it's uh, <laughs> real nice, man. I mean, it's, you know, she put a lot of time, effort, and a little money in it, man. It was nice, man. So, you uh, know, I'm happy about that. Jalen and Simone, well, Jalen got an authentic uh, Stefan Diggs jersey. Mm. Um, and Simone got, like, the Stefan Diggs, like, T-shirt with his number and name on the back. You know, she's oh, yeah? really not a jersey person. So, yeah. So, they both got Stefan Diggs. Thing. We gave my mother a Josh Allen jersey, and she loves it. And she's like, "I now I feel closer to my Joshy." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is she gonna rock it? Your mom's a Jersey girl. Uh, it's her first ever Jersey. Nice. I love it. And she rocked it during the game. Nice. Now, is it a like a is it a, a regular jersey or is it like the ladies' cut jersey? You know, the girls' cut jerseys are different. It is the ladies' cut. I originally got her a, a men's, but it was just way too long and not workable long for her. For, right, right, exactly. But that's good she, stuff, man. She loves it. She's like, "Oh, it fits so great. It's like it was made for me." <laughs> so I that's expect her stuff. to wear it every game from now on. She she's got to, such man. a Josh Allen fan. I understand that, man. He's a good guy. He seems like a good guy, you know? And I love that she refers to him as her Joshy. Her Joshy. <laughs> nobody else's. My Joshy. And nobody else's. <laughs> yeah, Jalen uh, got a couple of kids in his school that are Bills fans. Also, his middle school, Tomahawk Creek. And so he was like, man, I, he would have got a Josh Allen, one of the Josh Allen jersey. But it's already like three or four kids walking around school with a Josh Allen jersey. Mm. And so he was like, well, I'll just take a dig because nobody got a dig. So, But he was scared because he was like, Josh Allen just got that extension. So he know he's going to be there for a while with digs, not so much. So it's kind of one of those, you know, he's thinking at it from a practicality standpoint. Like he's like, I don't want to get the jersey and pay all this money. And then next thing you know, he's gone in a year or two. I was like, yeah, I think he'll be around. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. He's got a smart head on his shoulders. He's yeah, man. That kid ain't gonna never go broke, man. He all he thinks financial, so you know he's not uh, like a lot of eleven year olds. So, so you get that you from know. his mom, probably because I'm terrible with money. So, <laughs> and <laughs> and she's like in finance, isn't she? Yeah, she's CFO at a CAA conference. Yeah, yeah. Mar- I guess if I'm you're CFO up. of anything, you might know something about money. Yeah, I married up, man. So. Which is funny because I got a business degree in undergrad, and she t- she studied sport management. So go figure. You know? Well, I mean, hats off to you. It's all any of us hope and pray to do in our lives is to marry upward. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I'll kick my coverage, as I was told <laughs> by her then boss at Georgetown. She met me and she was like, "Wow." You really outkicked your coverage. And I said, oh, I guess you didn't realize you don't really supposed to tell said person that they outkicked the coverage. That's something you say behind their back. You know, right. So. And that, that calls for you to pull out like the big guns and be like, yeah, but you don't know how well hung I am. <laughs> That'd have been a great thing to say to your wife's boss. Oh, my God. I would never say that. <laughs> I would never tell everybody about that. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. We're gonna get censored. We're gonna get a yeah. letter. Somebody's gonna write a letter. Yeah. And if you want to write a letter, go ahead and send it on <laughs> us to uh on Twitter to us at the Jamie D'Amico and at big underscore newt. Yeah, man. Hit us up. Let us know how you feel. You know, hey, and also, I guess we'll do this during the offseason. Man, if you got questions or anything, you know, I know Riverfish always hits us up and we hit them back, you know, with commentary and stuff. Not more so not during the game, I guess, because I kind of don't text during the game. But afterwards, we'll reply, you know. So, hey, man, we love the conversations. Yeah, man, if it's something you want us to talk about, man, let's bring it up, man. We'll talk about it. So, there, there have been some good ideas. It has been. It has been. Yep. We're we're very approachable people, man. Just, you know, come holler at us and we'll get back at you. <laughs> so anyway, considering that this was a big Buffalo Bills win, there is something that we need to do in order to end the show. What would you think that would be, Big Newt? Hey, 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 hey. Big win, man. Shout out to Sal Capaccio. <laughs>